Coming up, let's talk about Facebook. Hello and welcome to IDCOM's Media Snack, episode 54. Uh, so as we mentioned last week, today's episode is entirely dedicated yeah. uh, to this startup called Facebook. You might have heard of it. Yes, we have. Um, what a phenomenal business. I mean, it's been going over 10 years now. Uh, keep posting stellar results quarter yeah. by quarter. Uh, but maybe some cracks kind of starting to show in that growth. That's right. So uh, they've had some concerns and issues around measurement. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's been a spotlight on some of the fake news that has been uh, brought into Facebook, yeah. and they've repositioned their ad serving uh, Atlas uh, yeah. into a measurement tool. Yeah. So let's dig into all those things, um, all coming up on today's Media Snack in just the time it takes to eat a sandwich. Okay, so let's talk about Facebook. Uh, what a phenomenal business. Just over 10 years old now, uh, they sit on a over $300 billion market, market capitalization, driving $17 billion of revenue every year. Um, and w- when we've spoken about Facebook in the past, I think about six months ago, we, kind yeah. of, we were talking a bit about Facebook then, um, and noting how they were hugely kind of hoovering up digital ad spending, um, largely driven by a lot of marketers, perhaps concerns on transparency issues. Yeah. And also Facebook's brilliant ability to be able to, you know, target cross device, um, you know, the, what was perceived then as the quality of their kind of measurement and reporting, yeah. uh, and you know, gives gives advertisers a lot of kind of control. But yeah. there's some well, I mean, questions maybe starting to appear. Yeah, I mean, this is a business that is constantly posting record results. They've mm. just posted their third quarter. They are 59% up year on year. Yeah. You know, they're gonna deliver nearly $7 billion worth of revenue this quarter. Yeah. As you said, $17 billion by the end of the year. Together with Google, they account for over half of all online ad revenue in the yeah. UK. I mean, that is an enormous business. And as you say, it's been a safe haven for advertisers yeah. wanting to get online, right? Yeah. Um, but the spotlight is on them as a business. And uh, recently, they've had one or two little wobbles uh, around measurement, yeah. so apparently they they uh, they measure two hundred and twenty things, yeah. which I think is an ast- astonishing amount of yeah. things to be accountable. And those for. are the metrics by which you can you can kind of judge yeah. uh, the value of your investments on Facebook yeah, yeah. performance, yeah. right? Um, and over the last two or three months, there have been uh, they've done an audit internally, mm-hmm. and they've discovered that there have been bugs and miscalculations in the way that they uh, monitor visits yeah. and, and, and audience uh, engagement yeah. with their kind of platform. And that's obviously raised a lot of issues around the industry about accountability. Because yeah. whilst there is no direct link with uh, payment of inventory and in these measurements, what it does do, it questions perhaps the, the role Facebook to whatever extent it is on a media plan, but you know the amount of money that will go on yeah. on Facebook as a as a platform, yeah. right? On a media platform, yeah. uh, because it has to deliver against. And that's been a, been one of the concerns and criticisms from the agency community. Facebook has been regarded as so-called walled garden along with Google because it it provides its own, uh, or as, as Martin Sorrell uh, re- called it, you know they mark their own homework, um, provide third-party data for reporting, yeah. um, and. 
the fact that of, of these 220 metrics, four so far have been identified to have been based on some flawed methodology, uh, most of which obviously worked in Facebook's favour in terms of reporting. Now they claim that that hasn't impacted the prices paid yeah. by advertisers. Uh, but you'd rightly question whether advertisers just have used Facebook to such an extent because of the very positive reporting um, that, that's been coming out. And these are not tiny little incremental uh, overstatements. They've, you know, 60, 70, 80 percent overstated, particularly on the video views, yeah. which was the first big concern. Um, now, what they've done, which which is good, is is kind of come out fighting. They've come out to uh, and, and fessed up. They've written a big long blog about how they're going to change their metrics. Um, and they've talked about putting together this measurement council to yeah. now to, you know, th there's been limited ability for third party verification. And what we mean is, you know, using a using a an independent company to validate the metrics coming out yeah. of Facebook. But now they're, they're going to open up. Yeah, and I, I think I think that's a really I think that's a massive positive. I think yeah. as a as an advertiser, this sense of disclosure I think is a very positive thing and a good thing. Uh, mm -hmm. I would want them to be more accountable and where mistakes and flaws have been identified within their metrics. I'm glad that you know, they are admitting to them and addressing them. Yeah. Um, f having this measurement council where they've invited senior you know, brands and marketeers uh, to have a, a, a voice and a contribution, I yeah. think, is a really positive thing. But I'm sitting there thinking, uh, as an advertiser, it's just another, just another layer you know, I mean, I, I've got... It's another layer of responsibility well, for it, the marketer, isn't it? But it, it is, yeah. you know, you've got... So you trust your agency to be the guardian of, of your media investment and yeah. to hold their kind of media owners and platforms to account yeah. for the delivery. Uh, but if I now have to go and find a third-party uh, verifier mm -hmm. that I'm responsible for, yeah. then that's just a third layer. When do I yeah. ever have time to do my day job? Yeah. I, I mean, that's... Yeah. That, I mean, it just adds to the complexity, yeah. I think. And the because also you're increasingly, I mean, Facebook and Google particularly have been very good at building direct mm. marketer relationships, you know, uh, and servicing them a bit like an agency would, yeah. you know, even though they have a, they're, a, they're a vendor and they have a single product. Um, so as a marketer, you've got your agency where you pay, you pay yeah. hopefully handsomely to do great work for you. Uh, You've increasingly got direct relationships, well-serviced relationships with Facebook and Google and others yeah. who are acting like agencies, and these are all relationships and perhaps even in, you know, separate contracts mm. that you've got with those partners. And now you've got to build a roster of verification tools and services to make sure that all of those relationships are delivering what yeah. they're supposed to. But is that is you. that is that a sim I don't know. I mean, this is an open question. But is that a symptom of? of just the general mistrust in the industry at the moment that I feel as an advertiser that I, I have to independently go and find a verification company mm. that will mark the homework of not only my agency but also of the platforms mm. that they invest my money on yeah. rather than just relying either on the platform itself yeah. or certainly the agency to, to do that job for I them. I, I mean, of course, there's a trust issue in there, particularly if you, if you, you know, the validity of the data that you're getting back is being questioned, then maybe that's going to drive you to seek somebody who can independently yeah. verify. So I mean, there's, there's, there's a, it's a shallow kind of trust issue. Mm. But also I think that you know, Facebook, despite its phenomenal size and growth, is still both, I think, for them and for marketers in this kind of test and learn. Yeah, you know, it's still evolving. Um, 
it's a very fluid product because they're constantly innovating their products anyway. Um, and it was interesting, I mean, Procter & Gamble, right. P&G, were the first brand to very, like, were very large organization to say that they thought they'd gone too, they'd kind of done too much Facebook, they'd gone too far. Within uh, their hyper-targeting, right? Within so they that, were, exactly, yeah. So they weren't going to actually stop or reduce their investment in Facebook, but they were going to relook at the strategy by which they, they activated yeah. Facebook. And, and so other brands have followed, kind of followed suit and are changing the way that they use Facebook. Yeah. Their marketers are, are still learning, they're still yeah. iterating through Facebook's product. Facebook, you know, having some kind of wobbles on their metrics, but as you say, you know, strong disclosure, yeah. the openings themselves to external audit and verification. Um, and so this is a, just a step on the, on the, you'd imagine, on the development. And now perhaps Facebook being seen less of that safe harbor. Yeah. And more of a you know accountable. Yeah, I think that's right. Platform. And I, I think as it, as, it, as it matures, as it becomes more kind of sophisticated, yeah. um, in the context of, of kind of transparency mm. within the industry, uh, being held to account properly, as every other medium should be, yeah. is um, is is a is a good thing. Yeah. So it might it might have a a, a, a small short term effect on. Uh, on confidence of advertisers, perhaps, but it's not going to have a big, lasting impact. No. Um, and if anything, I think you know we've heard stories of um, you know not other digital platforms, other digital vendors, uh, obviously trying to take advantage of that and encourage agencies to you know send a message to Facebook by reducing spend. But yeah. we doubt that that's going to have a, a hugely significant impact. Next up. Atlas, which was Facebook's ad-serving platform, yep. uh, designed to compete with DoubleClick, yep. is no longer. Yeah, and DoubleClick, you may know, owned by Google, which dom completely dominates ad-serving markets. I think it's about two-thirds or three-quarters of yeah. the, the kind of global ad-serving. Um, Atlas, one of the functions of Atlas was an ad-server, which they've decided to close. Um, it's not a business that they're going to pursue, but one of the great assets of of Atlas, uh, because Facebook users are logged in across multiple devices, was this ability to kind of track and target and therefore measure accurately uh, users across multiple devices on Facebook platform. So that bit will continue. Atlas as a business as a business function in Facebook will move into what they call it their kind marketing of measurement science. marketing sciences kind of measurement division, yeah. um, uh, which is a good thing, and we'd expect kind of more more to come out of that. So. Uh, a, a small little blip and a failure, I guess, on the on the in the huge success story. Which but they pivoted with that nicely because I mean, now as a measurement tool, it's going to be very reliable and it's yeah. going to hopefully address some of the issues that you know we've talked about before. Yeah, good. And then the last thing to mention, we, you mentioned in the intro, which is uh, this amazing story about fa did Facebook somehow contribute to a, uh, the the U.S. election result by allowing these really sensationalist kind of news stories, uh, particularly issued by the kind of the far-right bloggers in the US, um, which became actually some of the most shared stories on Facebook. Because they're so, so crazy, right? Yeah. And, and this is the thing. I mean, you know, they've, they've come into, Facebook have come up against a lot of criticism for kind of allowing fake news. Um, they've experimented in the past with 
human, a human kind of curation team, like an editorial team, um, which at the time, and this was kind of earlier in the year, which at the time got accused of having a, having a liberal bias. Um, and anyway, they got rid of all those people. They allowed the algorithm that these people were working within um, to then dictate like trending news stories. And what it's done is, is kind of allowed these, these quite extreme views and sometimes completely made up stories, yeah. as I say, majority of them which had been issued by the kind of far right Trumps of, of, of well, far right anyway, politically, uh, and very pro-Trump and anti-Hillary, anti uh, to gain the most shares across all of Facebook's kind of news stories. So, uh, so what are Facebook allowed, supposed to do? Are they supposed to kind of prevent uh, expression? Uh, I mean, is that the idea, that there is going to be some form of quality? Well, they can't. This is a, it's a really difficult position, isn't it? Because <clears throat> if you start to exercise editorial control, mm. then you shut down so-called freedom of expression. And yeah. as, long as, as long as stuff is not offensive or legal or, you know, against the... And who's to say that, that Facebook are the arbiter of, yeah. of you know, yeah. editorial quality? And, and also not producing content themselves, um, you know, they don't really have the right to edit on behalf of the users. I mean, one of the impacts has been, I think, that uh, low quality content, which is what you could regard this as, it's, this is not high quality journalism um, particularly, but lower quality content cluttering people's timelines mm. reduces the user experience or yeah. you know, impacts the, right. the, okay. the user experience, which over time should be a concern to Facebook because it won't be a go-to place for, for news content and might even dissuade users from even being so active yeah, yeah. on the platform. So it's a consideration, something that they've got to wrestle with. I, but, you know... I can't see them putting that filter in there too no. anytime soon. No, exactly. And I think these things will cleanse themselves, yeah. right? Users will just know next time mm. that clicking and sh liking a, a sensationalist news story is maybe not a great idea because it's actually like sharing sharing the content far and wide. So perhaps there's there's something and nothing in in all of this. Um, I think people are just looking for excuses. So we post this on YouTube, but if you happen to be watching this on Facebook, this is not fake news. Please give us a like uh, and share wildly. But that's all for this week. Uh, bye for now. Have a good weekend. <laughs>